Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. It seems as if St. James has it figured out, doesn't he? It is so easy to sit back and just listen. Well, perhaps not the kind of listening that James has in mind, obviously, and not really the hearing that Jesus had in mind when he said, if anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Our men's study went through Esther DeWall's book recently, Seeking God, the Way of St. Benedict. In regards to listening, she says, St. Benedict's understanding of listening is the listening of the whole person, of body as well as intellect. It requires love as well as cerebral assent. And it also involves mindfulness, an awareness which turns listening from a cerebral activity into a living response. I don't think that's the way we tend to understand listening in our contemporary culture. <laughs> listening also, often in our contemporary culture, listening happens while someone's, you know, on their phone. I am aghast that quite often in classrooms, kids are literally on their iPads as teachers are lecturing. They're playing games. They're talking with their friends on social media while a teacher is attempting to conduct class. I mean, I can't, I see it periodically. I hear about it. I'm just like, does not compute at every level. I mean, honestly, it starts with just the, the, the incredible disrespect and how rude that is. I told you, I'm sure, the story of taking a break. I was doing driving duty. I had all the students finally were in a kind of a, a two-block radius of shopping in a town in England. And I just drove over a few blocks to a pub. And I just it was a long day, and I just needed an hour to myself eating lunch and having a beer. So I'm sitting there eating lunch, having a beer. It's quite a busy place and there were lots of tables. And there was this young girl uh, in a school uniform with her, apparently her grandmother, it looked like. And grandmother is being very doting on the young lady. And the young lady, I noticed, had her cell phone out and she had it underneath the table, sort of tucked up next to her knee and she was going like mad. And I'm sure she was, you know, periodically just glancing to see the responses because of course the responses are only like two sets of letters that you know, mean five or 10 words. Um, I was just offended. And being someone she was never gonna see again, I, they were right next to me. So when as I left, I got up, I said, oh, I see you're a student at a local school. I'm here with my students and they have uniforms similar to yours. Wow, I'm really impressed that you can type on your phone that fast with just your thumb and not even looking. And her grandmother, of course, went, Ooh, and I walked off. Um, I have to say, I kind of enjoyed that a little bit. Um, but listening, 
hearing what people are saying. Be attentive, right? And also, of course, Benedict is concerned about, are we hearing the word? Which is what St. James is saying. Don't just be listening blandly, but to be truly listening the way in which St. Benedict, or Esther DeWall is arguing that St. Benedict understands listening, means that you're going to do what St. James said. You're going to be a doer of the word. The word is going to come in. It's going to transform us if we allow it. And that should transform our action. That should transform our life on a daily basis, like you know, little bits and pieces. This type of life, I would argue, puts, puts us in the right frame of mind to hear our gospel lesson. So this idea of truly listening, allowing it to be a whole person exercise, allowing the spirit to change and transform us and be ready for action, allows us to hear what Jesus says. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Whatever you ask the Father, sorry, until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. Those are astounding words. And we often think, well, you know, I want a Ferrari. But no, listen to the word and be transformed so that we can hear God saying, ask. Be transformed so that we may ask from a transformed heart. Living our life by listening and acting upon God's word puts us in the right frame of mind to ask of God and receive from God what we need, if you will, spiritually, pragmatically, relationally, you name it. And so, of course, the most obvious connection, this rogation tide of our lessons for our parish and parish ministry is the reality of our school ministry lease not being renewed last week. That ministry, St. Andrew's Academy, even predates our church's existence. It's the story of a parish school starting the parish church. That's how strange it is. That is definitely unusual. God has had St. Andrew's Academy in this community for 22 years. Obviously, he has had a reason. It's been one story after another of God's miraculous provision. I don't pretend to know the mind of God, or when I do, I'm usually cut short pretty quickly. I do know that God has apparently wanted us here long enough to provide for us in ways that are unbelievable. When, sharing one story, when I was on my way to see a regular giver to the school that hadn't given in, that usually about once every three quarters to a year and a quarter, uh, there would be a, a sizable donation, $3,000, $4,000. I was on my way to see him because I had payroll coming up and I had not enough money to make payroll. I was not, you know, zero in the bank, but I didn't have enough money to cover payroll. And 
I called a good friend, Father Cunningham, who now runs a school. He probably blamed me for it. And I said, Father, should I close the doors of the school? It's just an honest question. I don't have the money to make payroll. I'm going to see someone, but even, I, you know, I needed probably more than a couple thousand dollars. I probably needed four or five. And um, he says, oh no, you can't do that. I mean, what do you mean I can't do that? I can shut the doors of the school. I don't want to. He says, no, you can't. Myself and many other priests find it an incredible encouragement to see what St. Andrew's Academy does with young students and the singing and the, you know, the prayers. No, you can't do that. I said, well, are you offering me a million dollars so that I don't have to do that? He says, no. And he gave me some good advice. And at the end of the conversation, he said, but I want you to know that I think you're going to call me within three, four days, maybe a week, and say, everything's okay. I said, okay, but you don't have a million dollars for me? <laughs> and uh, so I hung up, went to see this you know, regular contributor who hadn't contributed, and I said, this is where we're at. And he says, well, how much is payroll? I said, it's, I think it was like seven and a half thousand. Um, and he says, okay, well, let me write you a check. I haven't given it in a while. And he handed me a $9,000 check. And I'm driving back from seeing him. And I call Father Cunningham and I say, uh, <clears throat> everything's okay. He says, wow, that was quick. So... I don't pretend to know the mind of God. I don't know that he wants us to be in this building. I don't know that he wants us to be particularly anywhere. I wish God, you know, many times, trust me, I wish God would just like give me a memo. Not here, but here. Or don't do this, but do this. Um, but, you know, again, I keep telling everyone, I've, I've had this conversation with God. I am not that faithful. Don't challenge me, God, please. I'm not that good at this. And I consistently over the years have had these challenges. I don't know. I don't know where we're at. I know we're developing a plan to move forward in multiple areas so that we can kind of, I guess, cover our bases is the idea. Um, but God has in the past done miraculous things for this school. I'm not telling him he has to. I'm just saying, give me the guidance. I mean, maybe he will do a miraculous thing. Maybe he will just guide us very faithfully because of doors shutting and doors opening. I don't know. But I know that my faith has been challenged. And I have to just say, God, I trust you. And all of us have to do that in our lives, in our relationships, in our marriages, in our child rearing, in our work, in our on and on and on. It's, it's all around us always to be, to be needing to be trusting God. I would, of course, ask for prayers, as I did earlier, for this school situation. But I would also ask that we all trust God for it. It doesn't mean sit back and not do anything. But as we're doing, let's trust God and have a full heart of faith. So, please pray for the, our school ministry. Again, pray for God to provide either the building we are currently in or another one that would be better. Maybe better in different ways that I haven't even thought of. Please pray for wisdom and direction for St. Andrew's Academy and for me as the headmaster. And of course, while you're at it, 
this week particularly. It's only one time a year where we have these days of solemn supplication. Pray for the issues and the needs of your family life, of your marriage, of your children, of your friends, of the parish, of our parish life together. Let us not be afraid to ask God for what we understand we need. He may come back and we may learn. Might take a couple weeks, might take me years to really learn, oh, I was praying for that, but that's not what God had for me. And I needed to learn what God needed, you know, wanted for me. So I'm not saying this is easy, but out of a full heart of faith, pray for all these issues and let's trust God for the answers. Yes, Jesus really says this. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. Let us be listening to his word. Let us listen closely. Let us be ready to respond and act when it comes to what we are asking as well. May God bless us with properly transformed and tuned hearts to listen, to respond, and particularly this week to ask. Amen.